Welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. I'm still your host, Farron, and still sitting across from me is Heather. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So this is the second part of our sci-fi trailer extravaganza. We just finished recording the last one, though for you guys it'll be a week. Um, well, maybe I'll release them both at the same time. Eh, we'll see. The, the, the previous ones are like really short. It's like 30 minutes, so that's cool. Most notably, we've covered two of these um, as episodes. And a third one I absolutely want to do. And the fourth one I wouldn't do if you put a gun to my head. So we'll let you see. We'll let the audience see if they can sort of guess which is which. So let's just jump straight in and do the first, uh, the first one. This was a 1980 movie called Saturn 3. And it starred Kirk Douglas, Farrah Fawcett, and Harvey Keitel. In an isolated sector of our solar system, suspended in orbit around the sixth planet from our sun, lies a distant outpost, a technologically perfect world where mistakes are impossible, because the impossible is unthinkable. It is called Saturn III. Each year for 22 days, a solar eclipse plunges this outpost into shadow lock. Total darkness. All communication is terminated. This year, the inhabitants of Saturn III are about to experience the unthinkable. A nightmare so perfect it could only have been made by man. Captain, Major, this is my partner. There are only four inhabitants on Saturn III. One of them is not human. So it's got a very 50s look to it, the movie monster. Yep. Right? The, uh, you don't really see a lot of it here, but the models are very 50s. It's got that sort of old school look to it. But it's essentially a horror movie, right? The, the, the monster. Um, the funny thing is the, uh, the creature, the, the robot, of course, doesn't have a head. It has just those two eyes. Yeah. Somehow my Darth Vader figure lost its head. 
Oh no. So I took a twist tie and made it into essentially looks like a snake standing up and look at you. <laughs> awesome. And it became the robot from this. Yeah. Um, this is a genuinely good film. I, I I would watch it. Yeah, it's... although I don't I don't know, man. But apparently, that chick has never ever success successfully done a stealth check. Cause, dude. Yeah. This is... Shut up. She's the '80s girl. Yeah. You know what she is? She's the '50s sci-fi girl who passes out and is in the you know in the either in the arms of the bad guy or the hero with that you know super thin shirt that you could poke your eye out with. Mm. You know, like it's that that look. Yeah. And it, it's it's just, you know, the idea is that Harvey Keitel plays the scientist who isn't supposed to go on a mission to Saturn 3, but he kills the guy who is because he's a psychopath. And he brings this do-it-yourself robot. And, and of course, now they're in this, like the trailer says, shadow lock. Like there's no, yeah. like essentially the idea is that, the, you know, the moon is isolated for months and months. So, you know, you're trapped in here with me. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a monster movie. Yeah. But it's actually... Very good. I mean, if you can believe that Kirk Douglas, who here was a bit in his 60s, is getting it on with Farrah Fawcett, who's in her late 20s. Uh-huh. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, and it's very clear they're lovers. Like, there's okay. no mistake here. Um, I don't think there are 80s boobs in this. I don't recall. Um, but I saw this as a kid, and I loved it. And I, you know, when I was a kid, 80s boobs, I assure you, in 1980s boobs didn't mean a lot to me. I was five and a half. Yeah, no, you're just so, a little young. Yeah. A little young. Um, but... I watched this about a month ago because I found the trailer and I thought, I'm going to give this a go. And it's like, it's really good. It, it's, it's, it's totally, you know what it reminds me of? The Thing. Oh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same sort of idea. This came before The Thing. But this is, this is a throwback. Yeah. Like this, the, you, you saw the clothing. It's very 70s. Yep. The earth tones and then the turtlenecks and the, and the yeah. flared colors. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's got a very 50s look to it of the, you know, the, the science gone. The science gone mad, and it was it was a a very like popular science in the fifties, sixties robot. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's powered by human brains, and it's very like it's, um, it's it's good. Like it's, yeah, like the, the the clear casing with the wires and the metal you can see. Yeah, very yeah. very. Um, they were going for a particular. You ever seen a movie called Enemy Mine? Yeah, oh yeah. And, and remember how it, it absolutely looked like the fifties, like the fighter jets were like, zowie zap rockets and yeah and it was that they were going for that like they knew they couldn't make it look authentic on their budget so they made a 50 sci-fi movie with reconciliation there was none of that in the 50s mm. um this is the same sort of thing they knew what they were going for but we talked about this during black hole remember it was a 70s contemplative plot with 50s square-jawed helmet-haired heroes yeah um with a 60s bond villain yeah and it remember how it well, was so good. Yeah, it, it, and, and this went, is the same yeah. thing. This is very much the same thing. But she screams a lot because she's an eighties girl. Yeah. Eh. Well, yeah, but I, fine. <laughs> but when you when you're trying for stealth, <laughs> don't scream every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's weird. Eh? Yeah, she is there to be screaming. Yeah, to be screaming. That's that's what she's there to do. Um, and like, eh, okay, but it's a genuinely good film, and it came and it went, and no one remembers it at all. Because it was just, you know, it's like the two we did at the beginning, Battle Beyond the Star Raiders or yep. whatever that one film was called that they divided that they did twice. I'm, I'm pretty sure we actually did rent this one. Yeah. Um, it's the same sort of thing. It's just, it's a quick movie. Here they got a good cast. They pump it out. You're meant to see it in the theaters. Maybe rent it once and that's it. There's no attempt at longevity. Yeah. No, it's... You know, like if you watch, the, have you seen The Batman yet? The new one? 
Not the new one, no. It's excellent. You should watch it. Movies like that, they go oh, for longevity. That actor. Okay, sorry. He's actually excellent in it. He's uh, shockingly good. But, you know, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, this is a movie, like Batman, The Batman is meant to have a life. You're meant to watch it more than once to get more than one out of it. And it'll lead you into The Batman 2, which, surprise, surprise, was, surprise, surprise, was greenlit this week. Oh, what do you know? The first one was excellent. Um, the best Batman movie I, I would suggest ever. Really? Uh, because it's not a Batman movie. It's, um, it's a film noir mixed with a 70s crime thriller. It just happens to have a dude in a cape. It's excellent. It's not, it's not, there are things that are problems with it. But it's still very, very good. But that's going for a long... Like, the movie wants to have a long tail. Just like the the Marvel movies, they want to have a long tail to yeah. them. You'll want to go back and watch it because it'll lead you to the next film. But this is a one and done. I, I think we sort of forget that that's how most movies are supposed to be. You yeah. go, you enjoy it, you had a nice night out, move on. Yeah. And and I appreciate movies like that. Like, they're, they're not meant to be deep thinkers. It's a sci-fi Hollywood yeah. film. And that's what this is. There's no deep thought in here. No, it's... Um, it's two hours of entertainment. Yeah, and it's it's and, really and carry good. on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, this was um, kind of an interesting one. It was it was in 3D. Remember in the mid 80s there was a, oh they a, tried. Remember they tried with the stupid blue red glasses. <laughs> oh, they were so cool. And and I, I like the glasses. The the effect never worked, but the no, glasses never were never neat. worked. Never worked. So this was just an attempt to sort of revitalize that because you know why? Because the kids who saw those sci-fi movies in the, or those 3D movies in the 50s now they were grown up and they were going to take their kids to these films. Yeah. This was uh, Molly Ringwald, either her first or one of her first oh, no films. Way. It's a big cast. You'll I'm, see. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that they say this title about six times in the. That's your goal. Okay. There, yeah. Your, okay. Do you, want the, do you want? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want the over or the under on six? Um, I, I, I don't know. Plus, how to or, plus so. or minus. Plus or minus. I don't remember because I only saw this once when I picked okay. this like three months ago. So let's find and, out. And also, you got to go. Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. In two weeks, Columbia Pictures will present 3D as you've never seen it before. The first quality 3D film backed by a major studio. The first to use a new state-of-the-art 3D process. This is Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. It's the story of three unlikely heroes. Their destination, the Forbidden Zone. Their mission, save three stranded women. I like her. Their chances, one in a million. I'll take that bet. Columbia Pictures presents outer space as you've never seen it before. The ultimate 3D experience. Can't anything be simple anymore. Space Hunter. Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. In 3D, the first movie that puts you in outer space. Rated PG. Coming soon to a theater near you. So, if nothing else, this movie tells you what it's about. They're out to rescue three hot blondes. From a creepy dude with no hair. Overdog. Yes, really. That's his name. Overdog. He goes around on a... on a uh, Sort of like the Emperor from the Rise of Skywalker. The sort of big gurney, because he can't... But he's oh, got, he's wow. Got, he's got, like, robotic crab claws, and he's... He likes them. <laughs> It's, it's that bad. Like he literally with the tongue in the whole nine yards. Did I? Did I already say ew? Yeah. You, you'd like to register that officially. Yes, I'd like to officially log an ew. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie is garbage. What they were trying to do was they were trying to meld like a Star Wars Rescue the Princess with like a Babe movie, but also the where was I going with this? The Mad Max sort of thing because they go to this planet like he's got a 
this big weird ass looking monster truck tank high tech it's garbage it's garbage but it, it is also badly written uh, and poorly acted so it does have that going for it uh, well at least the music was very generic yes absolutely and the and the uh, the the antagonist is gross as you've registered mm-hmm. officially but this was one of Molly Ringwald's first and she plays like the scrappy teenage girl who I think she hides aboard his ship and gets dragged along and Peter Strauss plays the Han Solo character with the the serial numbers filed off and he goes to, you know it's it's a bounty for these three hot chicks who crash land on the on the planet and they have to rescue them and how do you know they're hot because they have big boobs and big 80s hair so they must be hot right well um, and he and he told us and he told us right yeah uh it's terrible 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 um, but it's also awful, so there is that. But this was, but this was part of that whole in three D thing. I remember it lasted about two years. Yeah, it was. I, the glasses were neat to play with. My, yeah, and it's funny because they would give them to you. Yeah. When you entered the movie, my mother insisted, "Oh, we we did, uh, uh, we did three uh, D movies when I was a kid. Here, you watch these." And it's like, there's no three D in here. Just when I take the glasses off, it's a shitty image. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of fuzzy. Yeah, and you know what? It didn't work. 3D didn't work when James Cameron did it. Like, I saw, at my mother's behest, I took her to yeah. uh, Avatar with those glasses. And I, could t- I kept taking the glasses off. And, of course, it's blurry. But at least it was vibrant. Yeah. Because it's so dark and muddy. And I only ever saw one film, and we talked mm. about it, that actually used 3D right. And that was the Fright Night remake. Mm. Because it used it very, um, very sparingly. But these ones, they're just a joke. Yeah. Oh, and, I, yeah. and I never saw it in 3D. Because when they released it on um, VHR, or when they released it on Super Channel, they, they couldn't rely on everyone in Super Channel having glasses, even though they included a pair with the Super Channel magazine that month. So they just did the 2D version of it. And this movie's garbage. Um, and it's funny because it released, uh, they they reviewed this in the same episode, uh, Siskel and Ebert reviewed it in the same episode as a Star Trek movie, and they had much kinder things to say about Star Trek. I imagine. So, yeah, but this movie was just awful. So yeah, uh, let's not do that one. But the next one we've done, or at least I've done, I did Star Trek 2, 3, and 4 on my own. I would love to redo them with you. Yeah. You know, because they're such good films. I, I like them. 2, 3, and 4. So this is a neat one. I saw the trailer for this when we saw, I mean, I've told you the story of how we went to see Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Parents took us out of, yeah. Yeah. Out of you, you win. Oh, I was an amazing, one of my favorite, it was one of my, one of my best childhood memories. And the trailer we saw was for this. And I remember being so upset because it shows the Enterprise exploding. Remember the disc exploding? I remember. Yeah. And so I went and saw this in theaters, you know, and of course, I'd already lost Spock. I personally, just me. I know. I almost yeah. didn't go see this because yeah. of that. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Especially knowing we were going to lose the Enterprise. Yeah. It was deep. It's like, yeah. Um, but I would argue, and I, most people would say it's the weakest of the three, because Star Trek 2, 3, and 4 are a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I would argue this is the best of the three. It's my favorite. Is it? Um, I like I like four the best out of, really? out of those three. Um, yeah. You know, it's certainly the funniest and it's lighthearted. That's and it, probably why. You know, and, and that's fine. And I, and I appreciate that for what it is. Like, it's these characters having fun because two and three are so grim. Yeah. But I, I love this. For some reason, I really like this one. Maybe I was just exactly the right age. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. So, but like I seriously, I nearly refused to see this because too much loss, too much dark. Whereas this is about the time, 1983, where I really started to realize I was a Trekkie. When I realized how much it yeah. mattered to me. Um, so let's watch the trailer. Yeah. All that they've loved. All that they've fought for. All that they've stood for will now be put to the test. 
Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. The word, sir? The word is no. I am therefore going anyway. You do this, you'll never sit in the captain's chair again. Engage auto systems. Clear all moorings. Cleared, sir. One quarter impulse power. Someone is stealing the Enterprise. Warp speed. Bring on Berta Bracer. She's arming torpedoes. Shields up. The shield's not responsive. Fuck! We're a sitting duck. Join us on this, the final voyage of the Starship Enterprise. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. The adventure continues. Good music. James Horner. He yeah. always does good music. It's always the same. But, uh, well, yes, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. Uh, this was, of course, Nimoy's first movie. You know, this was Leonard Nimoy's first movie. And the story goes, he had to beg to do this one. And they begged him to do four. Because he, he was good. This is movie's beautifully shot. It's well-directed. He showed he was able to handle the like, co-stars he'd known for 20 years. Yeah. And it's a well-done... Like, it's, it's a good story. Um, I like that, you know, it's all about the loyalty of these characters to each other. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is that they, they replaced Savick because Kirstie Alley, she got the Savick role six months into Hollywood as her first role. Yeah. And she didn't want to come back because then she was important. Oh, so they replaced her with Robin Curtis, who I thought was much better yeah. as Savick. I was disappointed because uh, Lieutenant Valeris in Star Trek VI was supposed to be Savick. But because of a scheduling difficulty, they couldn't get Robin Curtis, so they changed the character. Oh. Having Savick as the traitor... Having known her all those years, oh, those that years, would have been way better. That would have been much more impactful, uh, because here she's just someone you okay. She's some character yeah, I know, and she wasn't even very. And Kim Cattrall didn't do a good job anyway. But Merritt Butrick, who played um, David, is back. He passed away not long after this. He was in that one episode from the first season of Next Gen. Remember? Yeah. And then he passed away in '89 of AIDS. Yeah. Which was tragic. We lost a lot of people. A lot of yeah. That was a. You know, we talk about pandemic now. That was the pandemic, and it was horrible. We lost a lot of great entertainers. You know, this was a really good series. It was made on a pretty low budget, but it was done really impressively. It was even, They actually left some stuff out. Like, initially, the Klingon Bird of Prey, because that sounds so Romulan. The, in the initial version of the script, Lord Crooge, the, you know, the, the, the Klingon, him and his crew, there was a scene where they steal that ship from the Romulans. But it got written out early on, but they kept calling it the Bird of Prey. Because it never made sense to me that Klingons the Klingon would have the... Klingon Bird of Prey, what? Yeah, like yeah. the Romulans are the bird worshippers. Yeah. Like, literally, they're named later. Remember the the people of the bird... The people of the raptor, I think, Something is like what that, Surak yeah. calls them in the, in that Enterprise episode. Like, they're literally... They're, they're a cult of bird worshippers, so why would the Klingons have it? We know the Klingons and Romulans <laughs> share... <laughs> Yeah. They, they share. We have that from the Enterprise yeah. incident, third season episode. Very good. Well, sort of good. This is the first time we see a lot of, we hear a lot of Klingon. Mm-hmm. Mark Okren wrote the Klingon English Dictionary after this. I don't know. <laughs> John Larroquette is in this one, remember? I forgot. Yeah, You're Dan right. from, uh, from Night Court. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the, John Larroquette. Yeah, he's in this one. You know, the Klingons, they did a really good job. Yeah. Though they never explained why they rebuilt the the Klingon bridge from one to two, it was so much nicer and or from three to four. Yeah. Because in three, it was like the, the captain up top and I, you know, but this is a pretty good trailer. Like right. The trailer we're talking about. Yeah. The, the trailer. trailer. Right. Yeah. But it, it's a pretty good trailer. Like, you know exactly what's going on though. It's interesting. They never tell you, I mean the search for Spock, but there's, you would expect to see some of the scenes where Sarek comes in and says, you know, you have to go find my son's body. He is not, yeah. he's not doomed. There's the Katra and all that. None of that is in there. 
Yeah. And I don't get that because that's the whole point of it. Why are they sacrificing their careers? Why are they sacrificing their ship? To search for a dead body? Well, are, are, are they trying to sell it to us or are they trying to sell it to everyone else? Because they know we're going to go see it no matter what it says, Yeah, right? I guess. Um, I mean, at that point, 1984, this is two years before Next Gen premieres, before it's even announced. Even. Yeah. So I wonder if it's like, at this point, it's just, it's another movie they're pumping out. It happens to be Star Trek. It's not, these days, if you put Star Trek on something, you get the Trekkies and you get other people. But here it's just, an, like, it's not, Yeah. it's not what it, this is before Star Trek was the empire it is now. Mm-hmm. That comes in the years of Next Gen and DS9 yeah. and Voyager. Yeah, because this is the TOS guys. Yeah. And I don't think they really become, like, I remember the, the, the VHS for Star Trek Four had, at the beginning of it, the trailer for the series yes. Next Gen. It was the first VHS I owned. They had ordered specially for me because you had to buy this, the commercial copy. They didn't sell them in Canada for private use. So it was like 50 bucks. It was really expensive. Holy smokes. In 1986, that was a big deal. Yeah. So this was even before anyone was talking about Star Trek The Next Generation. So it was like just the next film. This is back when they used to make fun of, oh, another Star Trek film, huh? Like Star Trek 26. Is it an even number or an odd number? Yeah. Well, that came, and I think this is the movie that gave it that yeah. reputation. First off, I think Star Trek motion picture is excellent. Star Trek 3 I love. Star Trek 5, um, I'm sorry, I don't think I've ever seen that or know anything about it. Nope, I don't, Trek, I don't remember that one at all. Star Trek Generations, which is 7, is quite good. Yeah. Insurrection is a, is a puddle of shit. Mm. Um, and, but, but then the even ones, 2 is good, 4 is okay, 6 is pretty good. Uh, First Contact is great. Yes. And then, um, what was the last one? Nemesis was terrible. Yeah. It was a terrible film. So I never bought into the even odd thing. But, you know, this was a hell of a film. And the trailer, like I said, it leaves out the big part. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But mm. So now here's a movie you and I and Raimi did together. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue this is the best of the films we're going to talk about today. Yeah, probably. That's a good uh, one. It, it's a, a little known indie film. No one you've ever heard of is in it. It's called, uh, let me read that. Oh, The Terminator from 1984. In the 21st century... A weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose, to return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. You're dead, honey. What day is it? The date? 12th, May, Thursday. What year? Assigned to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. Why does it want me? Why me? Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. 
your future is in its hands. Ah, oh, they didn't do the line. Which one? Come with me if you want to. Oh, yeah. I would argue, first off, this is the best trailer we've covered in three episodes. Yeah. It tells you everything you need to know. And it creates the mood. You understand what this Terminator is. It's unstoppable. 100%. Yeah. Um, it uses the words right out of the film in a menacing way. It shows you everything you need to know about this thing. It's Though having him give you his serial number doesn't make sense because in the middle of a trailer, what does DN38416 mean? Yeah. Like, they could have cut that's that. Just, that's just, they should have edited that better. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it's an excellent trailer. And by the way, a kick-ass film. Yeah. Considering this movie, first off, it turned out they didn't want to give it to him. He had to fight for this. He kept shopping it around because he was known as the guy who was hired and fired and hired and fired mm. from Piranha 2 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. you Memorable film, right? Because mm. I've never seen it. Uh, I'm sure I have. But um, What happened to Piranha 1? Um, I don't know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he did this one and, you know, it, I mean, it made him a superstar. Remember, they didn't want... Um, they didn't want Schwarzenegger to do this. He was supposed to play Reese. Yeah. And he said, I want to play the Terminator. I said, that'll ruin your career, man. Turns out Turns not out so no, much. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, I love this. Like, they show all the, the future special effects, and they show the present day. And, like, this is really kind of a horror film. Like, and, and it really gives a horror vibe to it. I've, I find the overlap is, is frequent in sci-fi. Especially for James Cameron, if you think of Aliens, yeah. that's a horror film with science fiction elements. Yeah, but these are the ones that I, like. I like these movies. Mm -hmm. Tr traditionally labeled horror films, I find not yeah. worth my time. No, there, there, there's nothing that is interesting. Yeah, like, the effects are goofy, and the stories are contrived to make me jump and scream. And eh. whereas here, they're telling a story and using horror elements. Yeah. But it was the same with the original Alien. Uh, was a uh, a horror film that happened to take place aboard a starship as opposed to a haunted mansion. Aliens was an action flick that stumbled into a horror movie. Yeah. Because those Marines are all hard charging, grunt, 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 but they stumble into a horror movie. This is the same sort of thing. This is a horror character in a sci-fi plot, and I think that's why it works. And this trailer, man, it just, it lets you know what you're up for. Like, the the Saturn three I think does a shit job of explaining what kind of movie it is. Space Hunter doesn't care. Yeah, Space Hunter is right. like another check of the box. Star Trek three we've already dis discussed misses the point. Why are they doing what they're doing? Yeah. But this one gets it exactly right. Who is the Terminator? What is he after? They never tell you. Why, I don't, do they? Do they tell you that she's the mother of the future, or no. just going back to destroy the they're, future? They're going back to prevent the future. Yeah, so there is a little bit of mystery there. But you know who the good guy is. You know who the bad guy is. You know who the victim or the potential victim is. Target. Yeah. Target. You know You know what the, the mood is. It's an excellent trailer. Yeah. That kid passed his book review. That's true. You, yeah, it's true. You could, you could review this film without with just seeing the trailer. You'd get most of it unless they asked you how it ended. But you'd be easy... Yeah, but if, if if I had to review a, a book report, mm -hmm. because I have so many special memories of book reports in junior high, <laughs> that's the only one that would pass. Because it tells... It, it, it answers the questions. The who, the where, and the why, and the fucking where, whatever... Who, where, why, and when, yeah. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, who, where, what, why, when, yeah. You're right. It, it absolutely does. Um, whereas, you know, Star Trek has everything but the why. Space Hunter has... Well, the only question is, why? 
Like, yeah, why? Why? That's, yeah, that's, a, that's a different question. <laughs> yeah, that's a different sort of why. And Saturn 3... What? Well, it answers most of those. Yeah, some of them. You don't really know who anyone is. No. That's the problem there. You know what's going on. Yeah. You don't know why it's going on. You know where mm. and when. Well, future. Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. Um, but you're right. Terminator answers all five. I haven't, you know, it's funny. I wish I thought of this two episodes ago, or you had suggested it two episodes ago. Sorry. We could have done the who, what, where, who, what, when, where, and why. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Ba-doom. Hey-o. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is cool. And, 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 of course, it's a great movie. We did this, uh, we did this episode, and we enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it's a good movie. I like this movie, yeah. It's funny. My mother didn't want to let me see it, because mm. it, it's pretty clear from the end. This is a violent film, and I convinced her to let me watch it, and I had... I had yep. nightmares for a month. I never told her that because otherwise it would have been, that's it, cartoons for you. Well, you, but, you remember our story from from when we tried to sneak this in, eh? Uh, she, yeah, she, 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 she came in right at the naked man part. Yeah, it's like, no, <laughs> off. <laughs> Where did you guys get that? Don't turn that off. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you get, yeah, you get, um, you get uh, Arnold's ass, Linda's boobs, and that nasty guy's pants. There's something for everyone in this movie. Uh, <laughs> You ever see the the the, uh, the attempt at a sequel to this uh, Genesis Terminator Genesis? I didn't bother. Okay, I'm the only one in the world who likes it, but it's an attempt at an honest to god sequel. Huh. The idea being that someone is interfering with this movie's timeline. Ooh. It's genuinely very good. Reese comes back to discover that Sarah Connor has been already found and prepared, so she's not the victim. Oh, cool. She's all, she already knows what's going on. Because the idea is that it actually starts with the attack on Skynet that finds the machine. My only bitch and complaint is the, the actor they chose to play Kyle Reese isn't this wiry guy like Michael Bean. It was made in the 2010, so it's some big muscular Aww. asshole. The actress they chose for Sarah Connor is the one who plays um, the Mother of Dragons. Oh, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, um... yeah, the actress. She's, but she's very good in it. And one of the one of the Doctor Who characters is in it, and um, the bad guy is John Connor. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Which on, which Doctor Who? Matt something. Matt Smith. Tall, super skinny yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, number eleven. Sure. Eleven. I don't know. Yeah, 11. it's a good movie. Matt Smith yeah. is number. I'm the only one who. I mean, the one they just made, Dark Fate, the one that Cameron was in, and that was garbage. Oh wait, there was another one. Um, oh yeah, it was terrible. He decided it was the uh, the uh, sequel to Terminator Two. It was shit. It had Linda Hamilton and all that it was just terrible. But uh, Terminator Genesis was super good. Mm. No one else seems to think so, but it was designed to set up uh, another two, and it never went anywhere because it, it bombed like all the others did. But it's super good. Um, but this one, you know, this movie was set up as a like a an exploitation film. It was just about how far can we push to get that R rating, and it turned out to be a damn good film. You know, it, it actually in many ways is like the one we did last <clears throat> last week. Uh, Space Raiders Beyond the Stars or whatever whatever those one, two movies were. It was meant to be a, just a cheap turnaround. Battle Beyond the... Battle Beyond the... Star Raiders or... Exactly. Yeah. Raiders Beyond the Battle of the Star... I, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. It's the same movie twice. Almost <laughs> literally, in fact. Um, but this movie was supposed to be like that, like we said in the last episode. So, you know, we, we're so used to movies that have a long tail, or maybe it was this episode. Movies are oh, meant yeah. to have a tail. Yeah, yeah. This one wasn't. It was just supposed to be one and done. It's a neat, cool film. You go see it and you leave. And it turned out to be a great film. They made all these sequel twos, which they had stopped at the second one, but whatever. Mm. But the point is, this was like a, this was like the original Star Wars. It's an accidental masterpiece. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad we got T nine thousand. T nine thousand. The liquid metal guy. No, the T one thousand. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, yeah, yeah. It's been too long. 
but yeah, and this is like I said, this trailer of the three episodes is the best. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So unless you got something else you want to add, I think we'll leave it there. No, that's good for you. All right. 